Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Seventh Man Podcast. I'm Will Barina. I run Dimer2k.com and write about the NBA 2K League. And I am Josiah Cohen, and I write about the NBA 2K League for Dimer2k.com, dot, Dimer, geez, Dimer 2K dot com, as well as for TSN and for Operation Sports somewhat. So unused to saying it. Can't yeah. get the words out of his mouth. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a Freudian slip. It's just a, a lack of practice. Uh, we're back for episode 13. You can check out all of our previous episodes on our YouTube channel. And we have the past few episodes on iTunes and Podbean as well. As always, we want to thank everyone who has listened to any of the episodes so far. Support is always appreciated. So last week, Josiah, we talked about the expansion draft and a few trades that went down. Since then, there have been some more some more trades. Uh, let's start with Vert, who the Warriors gaming squad big man who was shipped to the Lakers for a first rounder. What do you think of this trade, Josiah? I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good trade uh, in general. The the Warriors had been shopping Vert and hadn't really gotten any bites um, before the expansion draft, um, so. They were more than happy, I think, to sacrifice uh, a second-round pick to get a first-round pick, uh, and a pretty good first-round pick, number 10 overall at that. Uh, and the, the Lakers really got another very talented player. Um, you know, there should be questions about how Vert expects to fit in with Moody, who, as, as last season showed, really needs a clear paint to be a, an effective and and uh, productive big man, but Vert is one of the most humble guys in the league. And you know, if anyone can mesh, um, I would expect it to be him. You know, maybe he'll take on even more of a sort of shots-like role. Um, maybe less out of the paint, but sort of what shots transition toward later in the season at maybe even small forward, more of a scoring uh, scoring role, which would be perfect, I think, since control. I'm not. I'm not yet willing to say that control can handle the entire uh, scoring load in a pick-and-roll with Moody. So I think it's a good trade for both teams. Um, made a lot of sense. And, you know, exciting for Vert, who got passed over in the expansion draft. He gets to go to L.A. now, which is a pretty great thing. Yeah, there's some debate on Twitter about this trade and, and who won it. I think it's one of those trades where both teams win. Uh, with the Lakers, obviously, you get um, a really good talent to try and work around. And there are some questions uh, with how he's going to mesh with Moody because, like you said, Moody did operate best when the paint was cleared for him. And, I mean, to be fair, he worked really well when that happened with the Kings in the late season. But we'll have to see how the meta shakes out and and the builds available to the players and everything. Um, I mean, don't forget, Moody kind of made his name as a stretch four. So if the stretch fours are a little bit better than they were in season one, then it could absolutely work with Vert working down low at center. Uh, for the Warriors, you get a top 10 pick for a player you weren't going to keep anyway, who maybe wanted out. So you turn a second round pick into a top 10 pick, and now they, they have the second overall and the 10th overall now, Josiah, and they're clearly, uh, I don't know if it's too early to use the word rebuild, uh, we're talking about the second season. They're rebuilding. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm hesitant yeah. to use such a word, but... Um, I'll use such a word. They, uh, 
they had some issues season one, and I, I guess they're looking to refresh in season two. Just you know, a, a light, you know, restart on things. Get a couple of top ten picks in, and you know, you can do a lot with that. So I think both teams won this trade. It was it was a really good fit both ways. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot to like. Um, I'm I'm not unprepared to call them rebuilding there's there's no shame in that they're they're certainly rebuilding um team like them i mean they didn't they didn't keep their first round pick though that's a bit of a strange situation obviously since they had the 17th and 18th overall pick so really they kept a guy who could just as well have been you know the last pick of the first round and be smooth um i'll call them rebuilding they're they're Main guys next season are going to be the guys they pick with the two and ten overall selections. Um, that that's no discredit to be smooth and tight who are in their um, protections, but the feature guys next year are going to be the guys they draft this year. Yeah, and that's why those those picks are so crucial to them. So uh, good trade for them. Good trade for the Lakers. Get a little bit of uh, you know a little bit of star power in L.A. Why not? Uh, Talking about you, you, you uh, posted trade grades on Dimer2k.com. You can check them out. You gave the Warriors a little bit of the edge here on this one. So why is that? Because I think that you know they really, in a vacuum, gave up an asset that meant nothing to them for an asset that is a very worthwhile asset to have. Whereas the Lakers certainly got an asset that they're very, very happy to have but at the same time definitely gave up an asset they knew was worthwhile to have. Um, and that may be a function of their discomfort in scouting, you know, due to lack of team scouting infrastructure. Um, but I think the Warriors just, you know, their net gain, I think, was just slightly more because they went really from nothing to, you know, all of a sudden we've got this 10th overall pick. And, yeah, they did lose a second um, in or in protecting Vert, but it's it's basically just moving up uh, 13 spots for free, which is uh, nothing to scoff at. Other trade going down, Josiah, with uh, Blazer Five Gaming, who went into the playoffs last season as the first seed, but were bounced out in the first round. They send their first uh, round pick to Bucks Gaming for King Peroxide. What do you think of this one? Uh, I thought I was a little more down on this one as a whole. Um, not that I don't think Peroxide is a good player or that the 17th overall pick is a valued asset, um, but this this really stood out to me as a team that thinks it can contend, you know, trying to make a trade that they think will you know get them over the hump. And it really, we're hockey fans, so it's like trading a second round pick for Thomas Vanek, kind of. Um, no no hockey fans out there applauding that metaphor? I, that simile? Uh, not many. <laughs> not many. All right, well, it, it's like trading the 17th overall pick for a guy who would not be a first round pick. Um, and again, that's not necessarily a shot fired at Peroxide, but let's, he would not have been a first round pick. Um, Are you sure about that? Year, I don't know. Are you sure about that? Based on last year, yes. Based um, on last year, sure, but right. And as I said, I, I'm loath to 
uh, judge everything based on one month of 2K19 in which Pro-Am does not work. I'm, I'm not eager to judge matters based on that. Um, look, I think, I think Peroxide might be the perfect fit for the Blazers um, because he's a capable off-ball scorer who will fit in, I think, very, very well with the core pick-and-roll, the core um, mama walnut pick-and-roll. I think he fits in very, very well. You know, his defense didn't stand out to me last season. Um, you know, he might have improved that. It might have been, you know, respectable enough uh, last season. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but, you know, do you think the Blazers wouldn't have found something there with that 17th pick? And that's that's where I sort of start to think that, you know, maybe, you know, because and they, they retain Lavish as well. So they actually moved to a total of, a second round pick and a fourth round pick. So they trust the guys they have so much. And so if that's if getting peroxide is what they think works best for those guys, then it's a move you have to make. Um, but I think the uh, the seventeenth overall pick is is not at all a bad asset. And so the Bucks in return uh, got something pretty good for you know player they might have been willing to retain. Um, so I think they're another sort of rebuilding team. Um, and they're, they have two first round picks. They're going to, those guys are going to feature prominently next season. Um, and so, you know, teams gave up assets here to get good assets. So it's not as great as the Lakers and Warriors had it. Um, but it's still not a bad trade. Bees, bees are not bad grades, especially in the U S which has a much higher grading standard than uh, Canada. So if you only watched season one of the NBA 2K League and weren't keeping up with the Pro-Am, uh, you may be saying, like, a first-round pick for Peroxide? Like, I don't know. Uh, you know, he had that he had a 40-plus point game on a shot-creating slasher, and then the Bucks kind of... The Bucks had no idea what they wanted to do with their team the entire season. People were moving around everywhere, right. so... Right. He didn't, Lack of identity and integrity. Yes, those two words. Uh, yeah. So Peroxide didn't really get a... No one on that team really got a chance to settle and uh, uh, show what they can really do. Um, in 2K19, however, in Pro-Am, Peroxide has been so good that I, I haven't seen him play, but he's been on the top of other Pro-Am players' lists for the best shooting guards in the game. Like at the at the very top, uh, so I think it's absolutely fine. You talk about do you do you spend a first round pick on him? I think it's just as risky to see who's going to be in the expansion draft and available or in the entry draft and who's going to be available at number seventeen as it is to use that seventeenth pick on a guy who's been good only one month into the game. I think there's a high ceiling on that, right? And probably a higher ceiling than someone you may get with the 17th overall pick. And it's it's risky either way, basically, is my point. Whether you keep that 17th overall pick or you spend it on a guy who's been great in the first month of Pro-Am. So I'm completely fine with it. Um, and talking to your point about, well, now Blazer 5 only has a second and fourth round pick, their team is 
pretty complete. Like you have two MVP finalists in Mama and Walnut. You have um, a, a guy coming back in Lavish Phenom. You have a third potential scorer in King Peroxide. You just need what a, a shooter in in the second round and then a six man in the fourth round. I, I think that's a pretty good situation to be in when you break it down like that. So I, I'm, I think I'm a lot higher and, and most people I would say are a lot higher on this trade for blazer five than you are. You gave blazer five a B for this trade. You actually gave the bucks a better grade. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm, I think this was pretty savvy move to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely helps to have the MVP defensive player of the year and also another MVP candidate on your team to start with. That that, that certainly gives you a better foundation to work with. Um, the Bucks don't have that. They don't have anywhere close to that. Um, I'm not Look, I feel like they really didn't have, you know, what I said before, any identity or integrity, uh, which you agreed with. Um, and so... I think they were one of the prime examples for a team that needed to really start from the beginning as much as it could. And so, you know, decluttering that that whole situation because Drake does not want to play point guard. Right? If Drake doesn't want to play point guard, he wants to play shooting guard. That's news, that's news to me, and I would assume news to a lot of people, Josiah. Do you slot? Let's, I'm going to pass over that. Are you saying I should tweet that? Um <laughs> My point is that if Drake Drake doesn't want to play point guard, um, then he wants to play more of a scoring shooting guard role. Then Peroxide is basically forced to fit in at small forward or power forward, and you know Big Meek probably a power forward, probably a stretch four under the situ- under the system they were running beforehand. So you really need to go out there and you know make two very very important positional picks in the first round and so now that you know they're a little less constrained with their positions and the fact that they are able to go and make two very important picks in the first round i think is why i gave them a slightly higher grade um but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know die on the hill of of my uh, trade grades always being so consistent um they're 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 subjective of course and it's best to keep that in mind I mean, I don't have a problem with the Bucks. Great. I mean, it's a, it's a fine trade for the Bucks. You know, another team that, I, another team. I don't want to use the word rebuild, but but needs some fresh talent coming in. So that's fine for them. I I just I don't know. You you seem to be really underrating, in my opinion, this this pickup for Blazer Five. That's that's the only thing I was saying. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see uh, how Peroxide looks in a couple months. Yeah. I mean. It, it, <laughs> I mean that that was my point as well. It's just as risky. He he could, you know, he could fall off and and not look as good, but you know when when the trade window is only open through mid October, that's just a risk you have to take. So. Right. Yeah, that's I mean that's let's let's try and not get into the nitty-gritty of the uh league's situation and if if we can call it that. Um I'll just Say that I hope uh, they hire a very good league operations coordinator, um, a very good one. Yes, not that they haven't done a good job, but there's a lot more that they can do 
you know, to really, to really improve things. But absolutely, there's no, there's no game plan. There's no playbook with which to work. So, so it's an ongoing process. Yeah. Um. So those were all the trades, Josiah. Uh, I guess we should talk about. There have been some teams who have not done anything this off season. Uh, no trades, no retentions, nothing like that. Um, not including expansion teams. You've got the Grizz, Magic, 76ers, Kings, Raptors, Jazz. Uh, for these teams, Josiah, why do you think they've been relatively silent? That's a really good question. Um, I think that they... I'll, I'll try and go individually and see if I can develop a generalization from that. Let's, let's be inductive here. Um, the Grizz have a franchise cornerstone done set locked in um and you know they want to i think build on him you know as much as they can so they're they have a sense of identity and integrity in that sense um so they're they're probably loath to you know make any hasty moves that might you know if a player comes out looking worse in a couple months or you know winds up switching positions to one that authentic wants to play. You know, I think they're just sitting back um, because they have no real rush. You know, they they don't, they didn't feel like they were totally in contention and that they had to make a move to get someone. So they're holding back a little bit there. I think the magic, the magic were interesting. Let's come back to the magic. The 76ers, definitely a contender. I'm sure they would, right. We know that they tried to trade to get feast back. Um, the, the T wolves said no. Um, but they're, they're definitely not done, um, for this window even. Let's, let's say that, um, the Kings, who the heck knows, um, <laughs> I, don't I, I don't, know. I don't profess to know what's going on in the mind of the Kings. They have the third overall pick. I don't really know what the Kings are doing. Um, I'm not saying they could have done anything. I'm just saying that they don't really know what they're doing. Um, the Raptors, so the Raptors, it's interesting because, you know, their coach might be a player next year. Yes. Um, same same as the Magic, actually. Um, and so they have, both the Magic and the Raptors have, you know, eSports primary guys running the show and in charge of trades. Um, and so I think they're holding back a little bit, you know, really just trying to continue to get their feet wet in the program community, uh, in a way that they didn't last year. I think the Raptors are in a, are in a good place. They might retain someone, um, that, that could be one of the teams I see, you know, still grabbing someone, um, before the window closes. Um, then the jazz, I think the jazz are just, right. The jazz didn't want to sit tight. The Jazz uh, were linked with a couple couple big names, um, but once they got the number one overall pick, that's uh, you know your first round option goes off the table. Um, well, and well, I, I I was under the impression that they were thinking about trading for Ramo, but yes, yeah. so that was one of the big names they were rumored uh, to be linked with. Um, that obviously didn't happen. Um, Ramo went for the number four pick to. Pacers gaming, but I think at this point, you know, there's no one on the trade block um, of that magnitude whom the Jazz might feel compelled to offer the number one pick for. 
Um, it's also good marketing to have the number one pick. And again, they're another, they're really another, I'm, uh, here we go, I'm sensing the generalization, another esports focused guy um, in control there rather than a 2K guy. Um, so that's the generalization I'll make. Um, you know, esports or actually NBA content at this point focused um, team leaders in control of trades who've just sort of sat back, you know, none of these teams is really unhappy with the position they're in. Um, you know, the Magic had probably the hardest decision of anyone in, you know, considering who to protect, whom to protect. Um, but I think these teams, these are all teams in, you know, they want to obviously do better next year. Um, all of them, except Raptors and 76ers are, are lottery teams. Um, but the 76ers, the 76ers and Raptors, right, the two contending teams, I feel like are the ones most likely to still do something by the end of the first trade window. Yeah, uh, talking about the generalization of esports guys running things, um, I, you know, it, it's kind of a mixed bag with that because you see some teams like the Lakers, who we don't really know who's running them, but they made a trade. Um, who else? Uh, the Bucks have made a trade. Uh, so, and, and there are some other teams, I think, making some retentions with esports guys. So it's kind of mixed there. Um, that I still think that could be a reason. Yeah, sure. Um, but talking about the uh, teams like the, the 76ers have Jeff Terrell, head coach, who's very much involved in 2K. And obviously they wanted to trade that first pick, but I mean, I, I think they want to be pretty active shoppers in the last few days of this trade window. The 19th pick isn't the most attractive pick to have, but I think you would rather do something for a player within the league than trying to risk and see who's going to be in that entry draft. The Raptors, I'm a little surprised they haven't uh, uh, retained King Quay, who was, I mean, part of the reason they made that run in the second half of the season to make the playoffs. He was a revelation down low for them. Uh, for these other teams, I think... Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing, well, I don't know. I mean, the rest of these teams, the Grizz, Magic, uh, Kings, Jazz, all have top 10 picks. So I don't think it's too much of a crime for them to just sit. And if the right deal doesn't come along, then then why try and you know reach for a player who's maybe not worth the top 10 pick in this entry draft? So I can see it. I guess um, as far as retentions go, it just, I don't know, comes down to who you think is going to fit best with what you want to do in, in season two. Uh, maybe some, I, I'm a little surprised the 76ers haven't retained ZDS who can do just a, a little bit more than his <laughs> pure sharp cone role. Um, um, yeah. Let's, um, Oh, there's there's intel there, isn't there? Yeah, there's not there's not so much. Uh, like, don't you know? Expect don't expect him to get traded for a walnut or anything. Um, oh. But there's CDS is still in play um, to gotcha. to keep it restrained to that. 
okay. one designation. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing is like, uh, just because they haven't done anything doesn't mean they haven't tried. There's a lot of things going on behind the scenes, and sometimes trades just don't materialize. Just can't quite, you know, come to an agreement. So, um, in the end, it's only a handful of teams who haven't done anything. So most of the teams have been pretty active and seem to have at least some sort of plan going into season two. Yeah, I mean, I'm I've been interested in that. They're only really six real retentions, you know, not not counting retain and trades, uh, of which there have been two. Um, but Celtics brought back Profusion at the cost of a third round pick. Solid. Can't yeah. can't really argue with that. Uh, the Cavs brought back God of Two K for a second round pick. They're they're gonna have a really good defense next year. Yeah. Um, Pistons brought back Joseph for a second round pick, uh, which is a little interesting. Uh, looks a bit better, you know, since they have the two first round picks. Um, yeah. But I think I think that's that's sort of a culture building move. You know, they like they liked him as part of the franchise, and you know they want him as someone who's been around the team, been around the organization going forward. Um, the Heat brought back drop off for a second. No surprise there. Nope. Um, Knicks brought back Idris for a third, which is, you know, pretty good. Very, very good for them. Um, Blazer 5 brought back Lavish for a third, as we discussed already. Um, and, and that's it. That's it. So, yeah. I, I can see maybe one or two, you know, by the time this podcast probably comes out, either of those will have been done or something crazy will have shaken up the league um, to the point where we'll, we'll forget all about player retentions. But um, yeah, I think we're, I think we're kind of winding down in the window here. Uh, remind me, is the player retention window the same as the trade window? Yes. The player retention window is the player retention deadline is the same as the time when the trade deadline, when trade window closes. It's a little interesting. Uh, I would have expected maybe player retention to go a day or two after, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're not at the end of it, so there's still plenty of time for moves to be made. Always time for moves to be made. Um, anything else about, about these teams, Josiah, you want to mention? I feel like I've talked my fair share. All right. Uh, anything else in general we should talk about? Um, I think I think the the main news that you're going to see after the trade window, you know, a lot of talk about pro am, but also a few personnel moves. You know, obviously, let's ball up is going to be re-signed um, to a, a contract extension. Uh, that's just a question of when, not if. Uh, they're taking their time on that. You're going to see the Mavs hire uh, a head coach. Um, you're going to see the Bucks hire a head coach, the Magic hire a head coach. Um, probably spaced out a bit, but uh, those are those are some definites. The Lakers must bring in someone. Uh, I don't care, you know, about the trade they made, which I, as I thought said before, is a good trade in my opinion. Um, but they have to bring in someone. Um, you know, a, a lot of the guys who helped out with the expansion teams were technically just consultants uh, for this draft. But I think you'll you'll see a fair number of those, you know, extended to a more uh, twenty nineteen season focused role. 
All right. Sounds good. Sounds like lots lots of things to still be uh, decided and announced. So got to keep the offseason exciting um, from now till probably February when the entry draft happens, or I guess a little bit before that when the combine gets going. So. Yeah, it's 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 really not as far away as as one might think. I'm I'm kind of excited. Yeah, I mean we're we're only a few months away, so right. it's or the the combine could be in you know late December to late January, uh, in which case the first qualification window would be sooner than that. We're we're already almost we're a week into October here. It's it's not so far away. And Proam is still broken. Still broken. <laughs> Fix your game, 2K. All right. Uh, I guess that's it then. Um, Josiah, where can the people find you? They can find me on the Big Bluebird at Josiah Cohen 13. You can find me on Dimer, TSN, a little bit of Operation Sports. I got to figure that out. Um, but I, Twitter's everything these days, much to my chagrin. Um, <laughs> But yeah, also follow at Dimer2K if you haven't already. Yep, follow at Dimer2K. Uh, go to Dimer2K.com. We have every single bit of information you could ever need. We do. We, we really, I'm very proud of what we've done. Yes. Um, it, it, seriously, all the news is there. You can find all the news. You can find whatever you need. It's, it's a very professional operation. Um, very, very professional. I'm not lying when I say that sometimes I need to remember something and I'll just go to my own website right. to figure it out. Right, uh, same. same. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Will Beverina, B-E-V-E-R-I-N-A. Um, <laughs> you, you can follow Will's aunt at Beverina. It, yeah, it, don't do that, though. <laughs> I need to talk to as a joke, people. He the joke is that he wants the at Beverina, and that great he does not he does not have the at Beverina. <laughs> I, I need to talk to my aunt about that. Let's see if I can get that. <laughs> yeah, I tweeted saying follow one of my friends at like twelve thirty five in the morning, and one of the two K analytics guys responded, like, "Is this your burner account or something?" <laughs> I I'm not yet at Brian Colangelo level, but um, I hope to be there soon. Yeah, soon one day. One day. Yeah on there um all right then i guess that's everything uh if you listen to this entire episode thank you very much for the support and we will see you later